Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Going bell to bell with the best in professional wrestling news, entertainment, and lots of Sin City surprises from inside the squared circle. Now, let's get to all the exciting pro wrestling action and bring on the host. Here is Mark Hoke. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Mark Hoke Show here on Kate on yeah. 101.5 FM, the talk of Las Vegas. I am Mark Hoke. Thanks for joining us. And uh, in the booth next to me is... ELO lead singer Jeff Lynn. Hey everybody. Hey everybody. Can you sing Evil Woman? Evil. Uh, speaking of Evil Woman, I just got a message. We lost a, a listener. She wasn't happy when I said I was hanging out with some beautiful honey babies, and I want to apologize for hanging out with these beautiful honey babies. Maybe they don't want to be called honey babies. Everybody wants to be called a honey baby. You want no. to be called a honey baby? Not today. Beautiful. Not today. No. <laughs> okay. Tomorrow no. then. Well, tomorrow. Well, we want to welcome everybody to the show, and of course. It is uh, actually, I know, Dave, you are celebrating. What what day is it to you, Dave? Uh, National CM Punk Day. National CM Punk Day? Yep. There it is on our live stream. There it is. National oh, Phil. Day. Oh, Phil. And Phil, we trust, man. I thought it was uh, National Ryback Retirement Day. <laughs> yeah. That's... If you didn't see this, by the way, of course, uh, CM Punk came back last night at Survivor Series. We're going to talk more about that uh, on top of what we did the first hour. But Ryback. You remember old Ryback? They actually had a little thing going, Punk and Ryback. Oh, right, right, right. Paul Heyman and everything. So on uh, the day before Survivor Series, Ryback tweeted out, CM Punk returns tomorrow. I will officially retire from pro wrestling. And, of course, I don't I, – there's not many people like Ryback. Yeah, I, I, name one. I, I, and I, I, and I, lo and behold, the punk man returneth. And, boy, did Ryback get crushed on Twitter – and his response was, I will not be retiring. He had to return to AEW, and that did not happen. What? No. Come on, Ryback. You're done. Yeah, buy back. Hang it up. Buy back. Buy back. Yeah. Feed, I, I thought feed he was already me, done. Feed what? me another job. Where, who, where was he wrestling? Independence. Under a rock? I ain't seen nothing. I don't know. I thought he'd been retired. Well, apparently not. Trying to latch on to CM Punk. But that was funny. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, so it's a National Ryback Retirement Day. Buyback. Before we talk more about punk, why don't we talk about Randy Orton a little bit? Dave? Yeah, sure. Go. Of course, the legendary, soon-to-be Hall of Famer Randy Orton made his return from fusion back fusion surgery. Mm. 18 months. And he makes his return debut at Survivor Series as well. Before we get into that... Uh, with Punk, what do you see about Randy Orton? Because, I mean, this main event scene is pretty jammed up right now, as you know. Yeah. You know, with this Roman Reigns being chased by so many different guys and Seth Rollins, you know, you have Ellie Knight, you've got Cody Rhodes, mm. Sami Zayn. You know, now, you know, you've got maybe CM Punk is in this mix. Maybe. Damian Priest has the money in the bank case. This is, and now you throw Orton into this too. What a, and, and Jey Uso. Can't forget Jey Uso. Mm-hmm. Man, this is a crowded top of the card right now. And now Randy Orton 
and CM Punk are both forcing their way in here. Where does Randy Orton go? Yeah, that's that's interesting there. I mean, because Randy, I mean, the legend killer, he's a legend. Like, you got to love him, everything he's done and continues to do. He looks phenomenal. And that's kind of, I don't know, last time he had his championship reign, you know, which wasn't too long ago, I mean, in terms of, like, you know, relativity, uh, if that makes any sense. But Yeah, it was during the pandemic with uh, when he was he um, traded the belt with Drew McIntyre. Yeah, okay, right, right, right. So even that was kind of like. So it's a couple of years. You didn't see it as like a dominating. This is it was kind of like a spot holder for it. That how I felt like. So I don't know where he goes in the storyline that we need to see. Like, what do you see could be something that would be different than what we've seen? From <sighs> see, that's feud. that's the problem for Randy is he's he's done it all. I mean, what more? Now maybe, of course, you know he he was in the RK Bro team with Riddle. Riddle's gone, so that's done. Oh yeah. Maybe a showdown with Gunther mm. for the Intercontinental title? That'd be a good match. I think people would get into that series because I can imagine that'd be pretty hard-hitting. But, boy, putting him in the world title picture with all this going on? I don't, think I don't know. And, and, like, Seth Rollins, I mean, I'm not really excited about Orton and, Orton and Rollins. Yeah, I, I think we've seen um, most of those rivalries. And the question is, like, where does it go and how does that change the game or impact, you know? I, it's good to see him back. I just don't even – I had zero thought of where does it go from here. And now that you bring it up – They can just bring him back to have him say, hey. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know? Like when John Cena – John Chena came in um, and then now he's gone. It was like, all right, cool. But I didn't really overbook that or think he was going somewhere spectacular. Just came in and do his thing, so – but Randy Orton, I don't know. He's still got a lot left in the tank. But if he did win the belt, are we like which one? I don't know. Pick one. Any of them would it make sense? And we all, you always talk about taking somebody else to shine. The younger guys. Well, I mean, I don't think you could send him after Roman Reigns. You you would ruin that return right now. Plus, you know, it gets. Would he be a placeholder maybe until Cody gets to him at WrestleMania? I don't know, but I don't think you do that to Randy. You know? uh, have we ever seen Punk versus uh, Orton? I would imagine that's happened. I'd have to dig into the wrestling database. I can't off the top of my head, I, but that I'm looks, sure that's that, happened. But. I don't know, but that looks like a, that would be a dope match. Yeah, that gives you one. Is CM Punk a heel face? What do you? Think? Well, that's another good question too. And so once now that we talk about Randy, you know, let's get into the future of Punk. <laughs> because in a, look, Seth Rollins, of course, had some very um, strong comments for CM Punk about that was about seven or eight months ago, I think, where he pretty much said, "I hate him." You know, you're a cancer, stay away. And of course, now, you know, being Seth Rollins and being smart, he's going crazy and flipping Punk off because he knows that that feud is money. That feud's money. And you know, that one makes would make a little more sense to me mm-hmm. to see Seth and Punk go at it because I think because there's some underlying personal issues there too, and you know going all the way back to Ring of Honor that one makes sense and I I, I you know I don't know if you go to that right away though I mean do you David I say jump right in we saw you how, sure about that you sure about that 
Yeah, I'm sure about that. What What are we gonna have him do? Fight um Otis, CM Punk versus Otis tonight on Raw. Get out of here. It's time to stop playing around. Yeah, we want that. Somebody's got to take that belt off of uh, uh, Rollins. Who? Who else would it be that we would care about? Nobody. Nobody. Somebody's got to be on CM Punk gets that. Okay, he's got his belt. Now we're building some storylines. Bloodline is like on life support right now. We don't know what they're doing, but let's get that belt on Punk. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but that feud will be great because like this whole CM Punk saga, it's all the behind the stuff stuff that makes the behind the scenes stuff that makes us want to watch it. That captivates us like what's going on, what's going to happen, that air of mystery. Do these guys really hate each other? Are they really going to go at it? Are they going to work well together? Who knows? Is this real? Is that real? Was that real? Who knows? Welcome to wrestling. Love it. Who yeah. else could he? Otis? <laughs> Why are you banging on? I mean, I brought Otis up a little while. You're forgetting about the entire rest of the WWE roster. Oh, well, name somebody else. L.A. Knight. Uh, see, that's the thing. Yeah, we forgot about L.A. Knight. Well, I mentioned him a while ago. Was he on the show? L.A. Knight? Yeah. No, I've not, I have not had L.A. Knight on the show. No, no. Was but, he on last night? No. No, neither was Roman Reigns, Jimmy Uso, Solo. Yeah, what the heck? All gone. Nobody, nope. Nothing. What, um, yeah, what was that about? Nothing the, for um, L.A. Knight? I, I don't know. I don't know why L.A. Knight. I thought L.A. Knight should have been in the War Games match, and they left him out. Yeah. I, I didn't even hear any rumors or anything. No, he's... It just wasn't a thing. No, it wasn't a thing. So, hmm. so now, like was I said... Was Otis you, there? Uh, he did the... He was in the vignette with oh, the, 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 the... With what was the biggest return of the night. <laughs> yeah, R-Truth. R-Truth is back. <laughs> I forgot, was that a knee or Achilles? I can't remember, but... Um, but yeah, R-Truth made... Made his way back. He is a national trader, by the way. He is. Shout out to little Jimmy. Yeah, we missed you. So he'll be back. But this is this is a very intriguing main event picture now with all these guys. Yeah. And you know, and you wonder how this is going to work out with Damian Priest, who, by the way, I thought that was not a good spot to even fake the cash uh, the cash in. That made no. You're going to do that in the middle of war games. How are you going to pull that off? You have four other guys that are going to stop you from trying to stop you from pinning Rollins. They don't want to lose the match. That did that one. I didn't like that. I didn't like that at all. But yeah. but but Damian. But you know that he's got to cash in sometime. Right. Well, now now do you have now do you have it? Let's let's just say and I don't I don't I don't want to get Dave excited here. I see that piece brain of yours working. Go for it, because David Difference is. A CM Punk apologist. A what? Appreciative. Apologist. Appreciative. But if Damian Priest cashes in, then, you know, that would be Punk's shot. What do you mean? What do you, what, you, paint, get, you put Punk against Damian Priest and Punk wins the title. Oh, no, no, no. Punk wins the title from Rollins. Then Damian Priest could, could cash in. Punk could whoop him. So, now, hang on a sec. So, now you're saying he's going to... Is he going to here? So now here's your scenario. Mm-hmm. You want Punk Rollins and Punk to win the title. Mm-hmm. Priest still has the case. Yeah. So Priest cashes in on Punk and beats him. No, you ain't gonna beat him. 
He's, oh, he's, you're going to throw Damien Priest to the wolves after all this? Well, he's going to, yeah. It's not going to be a successful cash-in, but it oh. will be a good feud there. Everybody can't win the belt. You got to look at, like, as as we think about this, and as you just stated, Rhodes, uh, L.A. Knight, uh, everybody. Jay. <laughs> There's just too many top, you know, and it's like, have we already forgot well, about Cody Rhodes' story? See, see and here's, that. this is the other, this was from a business standpoint and what's going on in WWE, why, you know, there was actually talk they were going to wait to bring Punk back to the Rumble. But talk. It, the the – the whole issue with one of the issues with punk coming back is, is where does he fit? You know, you have all these guys going on. Now you're going to, you're going to take all your plans and, you know, probably light them on fire at this point. I mean, apparently creative didn't even know about this either. So they're all going to be sitting in the, the um, conference room at Titan tower saying, Oh boy. No, what do we do? I think we just realized where he fits. Who is Rollins feuding with right now? There's Nobody at the moment. Shinsuke things over. We yeah, have, he's, he's free at the There moment. you go. There you go. Uh, beautifulness in a box. Okay, you I mean, fight been, him. I mean, he's been fighting the guys in Judgment Day. Yeah, it's over. Let's move on, guys. Yeah, this is, man, this is this is going to be a very intriguing main event scenario. I'm just, but where is L.A. Knight? Who is he? Who is well, he? and see, that was why when, when he wrestled Roman yeah. at uh, Crown Jewel, well, I didn't think that was a good idea. You have too many people that were kind of in line in front of him, and now you're throwing Randy Orton and you're throwing CM Punk too. Boy, that boy yeah, that leaves him in a bad spot. That's why I thought when he was doing the whole thing with the U.S. title about six or eight months ago, why he should have won that. They could have held him there for a while, and then this next year after WrestleMania, then then is his time. He should have been the one to beat Gunta. That would have been moment. I don't like, think they did that one yet. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He should have, he should have been IC champ. That way he could do his own thing and be on top, have that belt. He could beat that reign. That would give him more legitimacy um, as the person to stop Gunther. There you go. WWE, call me. I'll work this out Jeez. for you guys. Come on. <laughs> it ain't that. And then Cody Rhodes just, you know, what are we going to – WrestleMania, we still get that? Because obviously Rock ain't coming back now. Nope. I, I think I still think that's going to happen, but I but I, I will tell you this: the Royal Rumble now gets very very interesting, doesn't it? Mm. <laughs> oh my yeah, that's god! Be a monster. This this is this could be shaping up to be one of the best ones of all time. Yes. It really could. So, so many what ifs. Because who wins? And I will and, go I ballistic mean, if they do a Randy Orton again. Yeah, Last I, time he I, won, I, I was like, what? I don't think I don't because a, a championship shot for Randy right now I don't think makes sense, but 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 Jesus Randy Orton, what you, you see this is this is going to be a, an intriguing next six months for WWE now especially when you throw both those guys into this mix what a what a wild scenario it's going to be oh. and you know the winners are the fans L A Knight CM Punk would be dope. But once again, what what is is CM Punk going heel or is he? I think that'll be that because people are going to love him. They're going to cheer him. Um, I don't. I I doubt we're going to. Remember when he came into AEW, which was so classic, and he was just this nice guy, and everybody was like cool. And I mean, and then they started. Then they started actually cool on him. By the way, 
Yeah, yeah. And then he was like, let me give you what you missed. I, I was talking with my brother when he came. I was like, yeah, well, where's that old punk? You know, and then once he started ramping up, running his mouth, doing what he do, there he is. There's the guy. So that would be interesting. But um, I think that CM Punk is going to take attention away from a lot of people because everybody's going to be waiting for what's he going to say next, what's he going to do next, what's this match. He's so polarizing. It's going to be a fascinating run in the next few months, and then we still got Elimination Chamber coming up too. Don't forget that. Oh, I've never been a fan of that match, but I like that match. Yeah, you do it right. Yeah, it's just never. There's there's there's, it, there's times cooler. they've done it badly, <laughs> like oh, yeah, really yeah. badly. But you know, overall, I, I I get a kick out of that match. Yeah, just I don't know. It sounds like a good idea. Never just like oh yeah, that was one to watch. Well, you don't like anything. Hell in a Cell. I mean, it used to be cool when it was throwing each other off of it. You know, <laughs> no. now it's like ah. Uh, land on this pad and don't bleed we'll find you i don't like that you know it's funny that you mentioned the don't bleed because there of course we had a match with swerve strickland and uh hangman adam page that took place last week on full gear and we talked we talked a little bit about it but i I did want to kind of revisit that a little bit when we come back because people have been talking about that match all week and it may get pushed off the calendar a little bit now, mm-hmm. but you mentioned something there that I want to hit on. So stick around, everybody. We'll be right back on the Mark Oak Show. Me and David Difference. See you on the other side. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Here again, your host, Mark Hoke. And we return to hour number two of the Mark Hoke Show here on KDON. 101.5 FM, the talk of Las Vegas. Dave is still in euphoric celebration. I don't know what he's doing in the booth, but whatever. I'm, I'm enjoying myself. Yeah, you, celebration back. You are gooberific today. Gooberific? Yes. Is that a word? It is now. Ah. Okay. Yeah, you're making up a lot of words, man. It's all good. Sommelier, and you don't even know how to talk. <laughs> unbelievable. You're unbelievable, Mark. Wow. <laughs> of course, we're the, the best in pro wrestling news and entertainment here on Keaton 101.5 FM. Of course, don't forget that Odyssey app. You can listen to our show, shows like SportsX Radio on here on Keaton. Ken Thompson, good yeah, dude. Good, great Always dude. smells good. <laughs> we do not have smell-o-vision on the radio, but that's okay. Well, if you ever bump into him at Walmart or JCPenney's. No, you'll be okay. Sears, he smells good. But, Sears. Uh, down, Sears, download that app. It's a terrific app, and you can listen to shows from all over the world and everything here on KDON. We would certainly appreciate that. So we were talking going into the break about the, the match with Sorv Strickland, Hangman Adam Page, and the, the violence that took place in that, the bleeding, and, of course, Hangman drinking Swerve's blood in this match. Mm. And, you know, last night, and I, I'm trying to remember who said, it might have been Cody in the press conference was talking about, you know, where do we go from here with some of the war games matches and stuff like that. And it it brought up a very interesting thought to me because everybody was asking me about the Paige Strickland match at, at full gear. Just how bad was it? And I'm not saying bad as in, you know, a bad match, but bad as in the violence. Yeah. 
And I was like, yeah, it's a little over the top. And and the, the question is, where do you go, right? And Cody brought that up last night. And, and it's interesting, you have a War Games match in WWE. Mm-hmm. You're inside a steel cage, everybody's using weapons and everything else. Mm-hmm. And not one drop of blood gets spilled in that match. No color. It's called, you know, color. It's oh. the word in the industry. Oh, well, thanks, Mark, for well, you knew, you knew that, knew but this. others did not. Okay. Got to gotta bring everybody up to speed. Speed, not the drug, the, uh, <sighs> the pace. Yes, there you go. Just got to. So, so, so you, you have two War Games matches last night inside cages where nothing like that happens. But then you, <laughs> you go to AEW mm-hmm. where you have a death match where every, just about every weapon that could be used was used. Was a you know something looked like something out of a Halloween movie. Yeah, you know it was it was it was rough. I mean, if you had kids, uh, wouldn't recommend watching that match. Where do you go from? If, where do you go from here on both of those? Because Dave, you look at the War Games match. You know, it's like, I mean, it's fun, but at the same time, what's the point? Yeah, I mean, if it's if it's not. The War Games match was a grudge match, like a serious grudge match when Dusty made that years ago. Okay. Now, that was we're going to kill each other because we all hate each other. Yeah. So we're locking ourselves away. Let's do this. And what's better than one cage? Two. It blew my mind. Like, I got to see this. So you would expect there's going to be a little color in that match. And there's not in WWE. So how do you, you know... I mean, EO jumping off uh, the top of a cage with a trash can was cute, mm. you know. But it's not—it's not what you would think as a war as a war games match. But then you go on the other side with the Texas Death Match in AEW. Where do they go? Because eight, you know, obviously WWE's got more standards of you know blood and things like that. They don't want to do it if they can possibly avoid it. AEW embraces it, mm-hmm. but that match—you know—you and I were there. Totally over the top. I mean, it was a lot. So where do both of them go? Because, you know, you, you, because, Dave, you were talking about, about you know, nobody's really excited about this. Right. Right? Yeah. Well, you know, when you have a, a match that's supposed to be brutal and violent and it's not really that brutal or violent, then you go to the, then you go to a death match that's two, like, whoa, and then you know, what do they do to top that? So... Double quandaries, David, different. Yeah, so I think that it used to be something special, right? You're going to get this all out. Nobody's getting out. They are going to scrap inside this cage, and they're going to use the cage, and everything in their power, there's no rules. They're just going to go, and there's going to be a lot of hemorrhaging happening in this thing. Now, the AEW match, Swerve, and them, that was – but they do it so much. They got bloody matches on regular TV. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's like, so that's overkill. It's nothing special. You just expect that. WWE never does. And then when somebody, you know, accidentally gets cut open, then it's like, ah, oh, <laughs> here we go. But it's, so, yeah, Hell in a Cell used to be a thing like, uh-oh, watch out. It's going, some crazy is going to happen. And it's just too toy down. It's sanitized. Down. Yeah, I it's sanitized. There's no point. Like, you don't need to be in that Hell in a Cell if all you're going to do is throw people off it. I mean, get a, get a kendo stick out every once in a uh, while. You I know. hate the garbage can lid spots. They're like, lame. Yeah, yeah. You know, I will say, I think it was a, I don't know if it was, I think it was was it Eo last night. She swung a good lid. It might have been Kyrie, which they, whoever it was, they, 
it's a little martial arts with the, the trash can lid. That wasn't bad. Okay, one spot out of a million. But uh, yeah, I'm just, but I'm, I, I, I'm I agreeing say, with you. And the pick your weapons. I'm gonna get that lid. Now, no. get, go get rid of that. Get a knife. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's really go at it. But yeah, I just think I think th- that's why I have a hard time getting excited about it. If it was war games and we're like it's about to go down in here, I would have sat there watching that whole match. But it's like you know nothing's gonna happen. You know nobody's gonna bleed. Nobody's gonna like do anything. They might do some spots, but get rid of the cage, man. All you're doing is getting me a chubby for no reason. <laughs> Fair enough. So yeah, it, it, both I think both companies have put themselves in a, in a weird spot with some of these matches, and they're they're causing. It's funny that they're causing each other trouble because you're kind of wondering can't can't both of them kind of get in the middle on this. You know, I mean, I you know, I remember some rough matches in the NWA, but nobody was drinking each other's blood. Yeah, you know, I mean, that, yeah, I don't, I don't even. I like, was surprised the I was surprised their producers said yeah approved yeah, that spot because apparently that was Paige and Strickland's idea. They wanted to do that and that got approved, and I was like, eh. yeah, I don't even know, you know how your mind goes there to think and then do it and um well. I don't know. It's just, yeah, it was that. That was a little. That didn't need to be. Did that have to happen for that match to be what it was? No. Listen, and it was such a spectacle for us in the audience too, because like I said, I said last week, the monitors were off the whole time until that match started. So and then everybody could see what was happening in the arena, for sure. Yeah. You know, it was just like, oh, okay, we got the point. So, so. for you, um, like I was like, ugh, ugh. But did, were you really offended or turned off by it? Like, I think it... I mean, it was that match, while I loved the intensity of it, just, man, and, and like, you know, like, the you know, with the barbed wire and stuff, it's, you know, it's filed down, so it's not going to... I mean, if someone really took barbed wire wrapped around, totally wrapped around a chair about 40 times and hit you with real barbed wire, that's staying in your back. Yeah, Terry Funk. You're, you're, you're down. Terry you're Funk, done. Mick Foley. You know, so it's kind of, yeah, some of it was, some was sanitized, but still, I mean, it's, you know, you're wrapping barbed wire on somebody's neck. You know, that's, eh, you really need to do that? I don't know. So, yeah, it was just, you know, it's just a topic that I wanted to hit because, you know, being war games and everything. Yeah, no, I, I always, like, it's, it's not the same excitement. I don't even like, oh, war games, whatever. Call it whatever you want. Just give me the Rumble and WrestleMania and let's wrap it up. There was another interesting thing that happened does my the, hair look crazy it's <laughs> it's a little nuts david difference um there was another interesting thing that happened at the press conference last night uh, one of the reporters asked about jade cargill yeah and i don't know if if you you probably didn't catch this because you were i think you were leaving future shock and i caught it you, you were you were you know you were still in cm punk euphoria i watched it okay well there was a very interesting question about you know where's jay cargo because she made all these appearances on wwe tv all over the place yeah it was weird huh and now she's not around and dave didn't i say that jade probably wasn't ready yet i don't think so i believe i did you said that i did oh okay she had wrestled 50 some matches in in AEW. yeah it's all she'd ever done she never did independence nope Straight out of the straight out of the Cody Rhodes Nightmare Factory. Oh, is that where she came from? That's where she trained with. Yeah. Oh, 
but she was training as she was coming into AEW. Oh, that's interesting. And Triple H last night took a little took a little shot. If you if you didn't catch that one, um, he said, "Let me." I'm just pulling this up real quick. I apologize. Um, oh, you've got to be kidding! Get it together, Mark. Well, I can't well, help a pop up. Came turn up. This, this. There we go. Oh, okay, you ready? I'm just about ready. We're but not ready. It's, essentially, said that things beyond her control didn't uh, have her being ready to be in a WWE ring yet. And I could have told you that the minute she went over there, the minute she went over there, you were talking about taking somebody that was so raw and was just starting to learn how to wrestle. And then everybody wants to throw in the ring with Charlotte Flair. And it's like, it's not going to work. You don't want to embarrass the woman. You know? Can I, can I be honest? Yeah. I have not watched a full Cargill match in my life. Is there something in her, like, short tenure that is like, but I know she looks amazing. Is there something she's done in the ring that is like, she is it? Or, it's it's more, it's just more of her presence and her athleticism. So is, are we, is, are we is thinking the Goldberg-esque? Well, I'm, I wouldn't. Go that far because she was undefeated in uh, AEW. Yeah, yeah right? until she lost her title and then and then got and then lost the rematch and then left. Well, but she to to be wrestling at the level that they would have needed to wrestle at, she wasn't there. She she wasn't there, and people are like, you know, now you promised us Jade Cargill and Triple H last night. It's like, well, you know, when she's ready, it's going to be awesome. But Did, then, was but she then, supposed to be at this? No. Oh. But it's like, why did you parade her out in the first place? You know, why did you put her on all her shows and now she's going into hiding? Yeah. I mean, that that just, that that bothered me. And I and I feel kind of bad for Jade because now it, you made her look bad. Right? Uh, don't you think so? I mean, come on. I don't, uh, well, I could, if he's going to say, yeah, she's not ready, which he did say. Um, and whenever she's ready, then we'll move forward with it. But. Who was the person who had got signed, um, was getting all this, oh, yeah, what's his name, uh, big ugly dude, um, and then got anxiety and never <laughs> came out and did anything? I'm sure you're talking about. Ah, man, he was. He looked like an ape. Uh, he was NXT, then he got signed, uh, Laz, L- 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 something, no, you don't recall? I don't know who you're but talking about. But you remember about. they was hyping up, like, oh, he's coming, he's coming, and then. He said he got anxiety and couldn't go out there, and then they he just kind of faded away, and then he got fired. Do not know who you're talking about. No clue? Nope. Oh, somebody out there knows. All the wrestling enthusiasts chime in. I think it was like Laz, Laz, Laz something? I'd, I'll look it up. Yeah, but check that's it what I'm saying. It's like I, So it would be interesting if it's just like, yeah, you're not up to snuff. But, I mean, you know, we had Gilbert. Gilbert. <laughs> right. He made it out there. I'm sure they could do some, but I don't know. Yeah, they put a lot of hype on it. They did. But yeah. a lot of that is AEW look. We got her. That's what that was. That's what that was. Was it worth it? I don't think so. I, I mean, mean I, I, I really thought that what they should have done was just before they, because they, you know, they should have known. They've seen her. I'm sure they've seen her wrestle. I mean, I could. I mean, I'm. I'm not in the industry, and I could see that. 
You know, I, I just, I don't know. And, and, and to be honest with you, you look at the AEW women's roster, while there's some, some good wrestlers on there and Britt Baker would, would fit in with WWE and Tony Storm was there and Soraya, you know, it's not a really deep roster of women compared to what you see in WWE right now. I mean, she's, if she gets in there and she, if you would have, I mean, if they'd have thrown her out there with, say, a Rhea Ripley or Charlotte or EO or Becky, man, that might not have gone well. That's why, that's why I had actually suggested her being down in NXT. And if Becky was the champ, you know, that kind of been, could have been a nice little build up to that. Yeah. So. Well, definitely NXT could have been the spot, but yeah, they put too much hype now. I mean, yeah. you can't go backwards. Nope. You know, I, and it was Lars Sullivan. Oh, okay. I remember that guy. Yeah. But then he said some racist stuff too. So yeah, <laughs> there was that, a whole other. Yeah, that didn't work out well. Throw. But yeah, I like I said, I hadn't watched the match. I didn't know that like it, if she was garbage. But all I knew is she was undefeated, and yeah, you, she's you not, were hyping her up. And then when she I, gets here, it's like she's not ready. I mean, she's not. I mean, she's not bad, but just a lot to learn. That's all. A but lot to learn. Like in her matches, where you like, oof, that's rough. There were some points where it was kind of. Eh. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, she was she was strictly going out on her power. And you know, that's only gonna take you so far. And when you're trying to get in the ring with, you know, some of you know, people like Bianca Belair, mm, yeah. not gonna fly. Yeah, she would have uh, made her look silly. Yeah, we can't have that. Especially, you know, considering the promise that she has in her career. So so I'd throw that one out there too. By the way, there's a story about us. Us? Yeah. You and I? Roundabout. Uh, I already don't like that answer. I'm going to take the rest of the day off. Thank you, everybody. (laughs) We're going to talk about how we all got in a pickle. Oh. At full gear. Stick around, everybody. We'll be right back. One oh one five FM K Don. You're listening to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Vegas, The Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Now, here again is Mark Hoke. And we return to The Mark Hoke Show here on KDON. 1015 FM, the talk of Las Vegas, the best in pro wrestling news and entertainment. David Difference is being very entertaining today. You know what I realized, guys? What? Out there. Oh, is I'm trying too hard to live the gimmick. This this isn't me. No, it's not. It's not me, man. I I just got to be myself, man. Yeah, you pushed it today. Your 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 CM Punk hair, your CM Punk celebration. It threw you into I don't know some strange place that I just uh, I don't know what happened. David was of course wearing a and this is me yellow wig. Shades. <laughs> He's back. Hey, there's my friend. I just got to be myself. Yeah. I tried to be something else for somebody else, and it backfired. It did. I didn't feel comfortable. I didn't feel comfortable either. I was kind of scared, actually. My head was itching <laughs> this whole time, <laughs> trying to live to give it. David Difference, everybody. Oh. oh, good Lord. Sweet baby Jesus. Who says sweet baby Jesus? I just Somebody just got on me for saying, Ah, there we go. Unbelievable. He thought I was. Oh, he thought I was being Tony Khan. 
Brian Ronovich over there. Um, yeah, no, that was. That was <laughs> no, I should have went full square Tony Como. Sure. Boy, did he get blasted on Twitter yesterday, by the way. Who, Brian today, Ronovich? Actually, today. No, oh. Tony Khan. <laughs> do you think Tony, you know, I, I guess I want to mention that before I get into these last two stories. Uh, do you think that Tony is regretting firing CM Punk? Yes. Yeah. After what he did to him, do you really think so? Or is he sitting around saying to himself, you know what? He's your problem now. Have a nah, great time. I know he's not saying that. I mean, I, I think when it hits, it was such a well-kept secret. I don't care if they said that they just signed the ink that morning. They had been in talks. There was stuff happening. CM Punk was there ready to go. This was in motion, but I love secrets in this business. When Tony Khan heard that, I know he was like, oh, damn. Because there's so much he didn't get to do with him in AEW. So much he brought to the table, and there was pressure put on him to get rid of Punk, and now I got to man up and do this. He's now back home, and sky's the limit. CM Punk came out unscathed. A, a home that Punk burned down before he ran out. Well, and then he'll build it up brick by brick. Okay. Well, he, he does OWW. But, but who does that? Who gets, like, I know if I go out of a job and I burn down the building, am I ever coming back? Nah. But I go to the next next company, I'm their top guy, top dollar. Then I burn down that building and beat everybody up and slap everybody around. Then I go back. It doesn't get any better than that. You can talk about your Otis's or whoever your favorite guy is, oh Mark. Oh, my God. Why but I'm we... telling you, it does not get any better than that. Doesn't. We'll see. Doesn't. We forgot about everybody else. CM Punk's got a flamethrower in his hand ready to roll. <laughs> yeah, it's like, mean, yeah, but that's oh, a, look, I'm back in and I missed a spot. Yeah. yeah, there's gonna be so much news and uh, like even now I'm seeing the headlines heat already. People are gonna talk to every little move. People are gonna make comments, this and that. He is good for your company because wrestling is about controversy. Wrestling is about getting attention. CM Punk gets attention. He knows how. That's what it is. That's why we love this business. I know Mark, you're a huge fan of Otis and his dancing and what he does, but that's not what it is for us. You're alone on that. He's a very nice guy, by the way. Otis, yeah. He's a good dude. He's a beautiful man. I met him. Good guy. Mm. Interesting happening at the uh, Survivor Series pay-per-view. Yes, CM Punk came back. No. Oh. Something else This happened? is before that. Oh. So WWE was doing an auction. I don't know if you saw this story, Dave. I didn't. So... One of the items fans could bid on was an autographed piece of paper which stated, Mommy is always on top, obviously involving Rhea Ripley. Mm, mm, mm. Read it again. Well, it said, Mommy is always on top. Mm, mm, mm. Soon after, <laughs> this story's on, this is on Cultaholic. Ripley wrote, Lick here. Damn. She picked up the piece of paper and actually licked it. Okay. Where is this happening at? They do an auction before WWE before Survivor Series. A little charity auction. A charity auction. What charity is this? I don't know. But anyway, it doesn't say in the story. The licking had the made the paper price jump from two hundred and thirty dollars to five eighty. So Rhea Ripley putting her tongue on a piece of paper is now officially worth three hundred and fifty bucks. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Did you buy it? No, I did not buy I it. I know it was you. Did you buy it? I Mark, know Mark's going to be out there working overtime for four months to pay for this lick. <laughs> You're sick.
Did you buy it? No, I did Look, not. Look, he's checking it. right now to see, to see if it's on its way. Did they ship it already? Please, please, do not do not clean it. I'm guessing Buddy Matthews bought it. Oh. Nah, you know you bought it, Mark. You're sick. You need help. Stop it. I Get think Joey. Help. I think Joey DeFalco bought it. I, stop trying to put it, Mark. <laughs> no, I did not just, buy it. Just say it. Like, look in the camera and say, I bought it. I'm sick. I need help. I'm glad you did that, Dave. I hope you feel better. Well, you know, speaking of stuff going in your mouth. Damn. What? So you and I were up in full gear, right? I don't, we were like, at that, the, I don't like that segue. We were all. in the press conference. And you remember that MJF, when he did his uh, did his bit. I'm uncomfortable. Had his MJF pickles out there, right? He was eating a pickle during the promo and all that. He does that. Mm. So when he was done, he offered the jars of pickles that were up there to the wrestling media that was in the room. So you remember that. A bunch of people got up, grabbed, you know, there were four jars of pickles. They took the pickles. I'll neither confirm nor deny. Well, it's on video, so you can't you can't deny it. It happened. Okay. So I'm sitting there on Twitter the next night, just going through it and and I see that somebody put the video of the journalists up there and saying the wrestling quote unquote media has no standard journalistic standards is they grab these pickles, essentially is what it said. So they insulted everybody in the room. Dave, this person insulted me and you. Didn't insult me. No, they did. What'd they say? They said we have no integrity. Oh, well, we don't. Because people were getting taking jars of pickles that were offered to them. Because apparently a jar of pickles will change your how you write an article or do a report. Yeah. It well, was stupid. Who wrote this? Some dimwit on Twitter. Hey. So I blasted her. Oh, it was a woman. Well, I blasted her. Damn. I stood up for all of us. Well, they were in the room much. that night. Thank you, Mark. I wasn't taking it. Yeah, what would you say? Well, at first, you know, I explained to her the first, you know, Questioning my journalistic standards, no. Well. Screw you. And then to say that Tony Khan was bribing people with four jars of pickles? Now, that's stupid. That's stupid. I mean, they, they say this out loud. Hey, you know what? I was going to go on the Mark Oak show and talk about what happened at Full Gear, and I wasn't so sure about some stuff. But now that I got the jar of MJF pickles... Mm-hmm. I'm going to give a positive report because I got a $25 jar of pickles. Uh, it would sway my, my you know, so oh, yeah, it would sway me a little bit. You talk about it. If, that would sway you? Yeah. If I would have got one of them jars and I didn't get one, so it swayed me. Now I'm just running my mouth and I, I'm not happy. Had I got a jar of pickles, rave reviews, I would have got with Brian Ronovich. We would have built an article around this whole company. Took him to the next level. And you talk about journalistic integrity. I mean, come on, Mark. Jesus. But anyway, <laughs> I so mean, come on. So Mark. so I won that Twitter battle. Yeah, no, I think yeah, I, I, I won that Twitter battle. Thank you, Mark. Well, you're welcome. No, thank you, Mark. And to everybody there who was at the media scrum, they should thank you and they pay should. homage. And everybody that was there, can you chip in to help them pay for that uh, piece of paper that Rhea Ripley? Licked. No, but I, what I did order was a jar of MJF's pickles. Ah, uh, yeah. We got some bread and butter chips coming, man. Are they here? No, it's going to be a little while. 
shipping time is pretty long, but how long? It said up to four weeks. I was this like, looks, wow. Here's what I saw when I saw that product. I saw they bought a jar. They probably bought some pickles, dumped the pickles in there, and slapped the MJF. It wasn't well branded, so I, that's probably what you're going to get. So well, let's like, find oh, out. Go to go to Costco. As soon as they get to Costco, Tony Khan gets to Costco. You know what? Let's do that for MJF. We'll get a jar of Costco pickles <laughs> when the other pickles come. Ah, and we'll taste it. And we'll do a blind taste test. Mm-hmm. See who wins. I like that idea. Good luck, MJF. Good luck to him. See if it goes. See if he passes. It will go. But you know what? That's the end of the show. Hold on. What? I don't get to uh, run my mouth about uh, your boy, Matt Black. <laughs> told me don't get my hopes up. He said don't do it. I, I don't want you to be heartbroken. It's not going to happen, dude. And you, yeah, I don't think it. David's crazy. David's not crazy. <laughs> well, Matt back, Black from WrestleZone. Yeah, man. He'll come back on the show sometime, I promise. But Speaking that, of returns, but, next week we got the biggest return in oh, by the way, show history. Josh Alexander's going to be on the show next week. From, it, from Impact. Oh. No, oh. the Impact World former world champion, the longest reigning champ is going to be on the show. So Dude. step back. Josh Alexander's going to be in the house. All right, guys, that's going to do it. We will see you next week. Thanks for being with us, David. Difference. That's I'm Mark difference. That's the difference. Hey, CM Punk is back. We'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. Breaking news. Want more of The Mark Hoke Show? Follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show. Like us on Facebook at The Mark Hoke Show. And visit MarkHokeShow.com to keep up with everything happening with the show. And remember to check out all of our archive shows on YouTube at The Mark Hoke Show and download our podcasts at MarkHokeShow.Podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. So join the Mark Hoke Show family today, and thanks for listening.